Hey baddies, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our shit, no, our witch shit together. <laughs> we're, off to a great, we're off to a great start. One spell at a time. Okay, I'm already stuttering. <laughs> okay, can I say though, still vast improvement over last week? I don't know if you could tell, gosh, was it last week or the week before? I think it was last, I think it was last week. I don't know if you could tell, but because I was sick kind of on and off for two weeks, I was blacking out a little bit while I was recording. I hope I covered it okay that I was like starting and stopping and hopefully I didn't, you know, say anything too crazy when I was kind of losing consciousness. But I was exerting so much energy and talking and, you know, just getting excited about witch stuff. And I was starting to black out a little bit. So I had to pause a few times and like put my feet above my heart and make sure everything was okay. But I went back to the doctor for the very third time and uh, he was like, hey, just get some rest. Why don't you just try resting? And also drink some fluids for once in your life. <laughs> so my summer solstice was that I slept for, gosh, maybe 11 or 12 hours. And no, I didn't get up with the sun. I didn't um, burn a candle all day. I didn't even, I mean, I had my citrine with me. Always. I didn't even go get my sunstone in time because... I was using all of that abundant, happy energy to get some abundant sleep, which I desperately needed. But I'm back 100%. I feel so, so much better now. And uh, I want to say thank you so much for all of your witch remedies that kind of cured me and your witch well wishes. And also, it's not funny, but I said in the Facebook group, um, my mom, poor Mama Donna, y'all, our head witch. She fell yesterday and she has a black eye now. She has scraped up her eye, her eyebrow, the, all the skin underneath the side of her face. She was covered in blood when I went to go get her. I had to take her to the emergency room. <sighs> all this. But she's doing really, really well today. No headache, no dizziness, no, no falling over. She's cognizant. She's reading. She's not supposed to be reading. Okay, so apparently after you have a head injury, which I should know because I've had one... I've had one major head injury uh, from a car accident, so I should have known this. But when you have one, you know, here's medical, here's which medical corner. Uh, you're not supposed to do anything that is strenuous for your mind the next day. So nothing that takes a lot of thinking. So no, you know, watching a lot of TV, anything that just is going to get your brain fired up and the juices flowing. You got to take it easy with that because your brain needs to recover just like anything else. So she keeps like picking up books and newspapers and magazines and I keep taking them away from her. But I guess she's bored. She's not used to being in bed. But anyway, yeah, she fell. She's doing pretty good so far. And um, I just want to say thank you for that too because, you know, that witch energy is so powerful and it is so healing. And I don't think she would be doing – not even think. I don't. I know she wouldn't be doing as well as she is today if all of you hadn't sent her that beautiful, loving, warm, healing vibes that you sent out. So thank you so much for that. I will keep you updated on her condition. <laughs> her current condition is just – like milking this for all that it's worth. <laughs> I have, I have uh, turned into Cinderella. Maybe like a more fashionable Cinderella because I am serving looks and not just in like tatters. But um, also this is in 16th century France, so I have more to work with. But yeah, I've been cleaning, I've been cooking, I've been erranding, I have been, uh, you know, putting on medicine, changing ice packs. So she is fine. <laughs> For all of you that know her, actually know my mom and you know, you, you're, you know, Mama Donna, you call her Mama Donna because she's like a mom to all of us and she's a mom to the coven, but we all call her that. 
Um, but if you know her personally, she's fine. She's loving it. She's doing really well. No worries. Okay. So speaking of me being sick for two weeks, I finally get better. My mom falls. She's on the mend. I was like, what in the Mercury retrograde shadow period is going on? <laughs> Which I don't even, I don't think we're even technically in the Mercury going retrograde shadow period, but things have been feeling a little Mercury and retrograde if you ask me. Um, you know, I, I talked about the dreams I had during the summer solstice. I was having the most wackadoo dreams and it was like every person I hope to never see again made an appearance. Uh, I didn't examine what that meant from my subconscious. I was just like, oh, that was unpleasant. I'm going to go sleep for a couple hours and see what happens. And I dreamed about Taylor Swift, which if you know me personally, or if you've ever been on my Twitter, um, you know that I'm not necessarily what you would call a Taylor Swift fan. Sorry uh, to any Swifties out there. But uh, you know what? I can't start because then this will turn into an hour about Taylor Swift and the marketing of feminism and uh, pride. And we just, we don't have time for that. I know I point out every week that we don't have time for stuff and I still go on tangents anyway, <laughs> but I am very committed to trying to keep this episode under an hour and a half. Now that I've said it out loud and I have manifested it, it'll probably be two hours. Okay. But yeah, so I've been feeling like the energy around has been a little mercury and retrograde. -y. I have dreams where I've been seeing people I'm not necessarily too keen on seeing again. And um, I've also just been noticing that people's interactions with me have been weird. I don't know. I don't know the right way to explain it. I just, I've had random interactions with random people that I have no connection to that I, you know, no feasible connection that I know about could be a connection from another lifetime. And then I'm, they're going to be in my life now because we found each other again. But I mean, I hope not for some of the people I've been running into. <laughs> But yeah, I've been having really weird interactions with people. There's been a, I just, right now I have a very, I very much have a sense of, I need to prepare myself because this is going to be the go around where every person I need to maybe settle something with, you know, I don't believe in the concept of closure. And we've talked about that, I think way, way, way back in the love episode. Um, I don't necessarily believe in closure, so I don't feel like I'm going to be running into people seeking closure, but almost maybe I'll be running into people that are serving as some kind of reminder of where I was and where I am now or something. I don't know. I'm just feeling like a heebie-jeebie about running into old exes and old people that I've cut out of my life. <laughs> and if you know me, I'm kind of one to like cut people out. Like you got, you got two good times to show me who you really are as a person. And I don't have a problem being like, okay, cool you know, I know, now I know. And even if you hurt me, the, there's a lesson in all of that. And now I know who I'm dealing with. And so I'm going to just politely close the door and move on. But I don't know. I feel like the doors are opening themselves back up. It's feeling real Mercury and retrograde out here. Um, but to say all that, we don't actually have our next period starting until July 8th, which is why I'm thinking, so I'm recording on June 25th, <laughs> throwing out a lot of dates for someone who doesn't understand numbers. Um, so I don't think we're technically in a shadow period yet. Lena, if we are, correct me. Because as always, I totally could be wrong about what I'm talking about, but I don't think we're in it yet. Uh, but it, it is bubbling up soon. And I think that's why I'm starting to get the little, you know, you just get little flare ups kind of like I have, um, 
I have fibromyalgia. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on here. I think I've mentioned it. And, you know, when I, the weather is going to change when there's a, especially rain coming or a cold snap coming, my body flares up. I'm feeling a flare. I'm feeling a mercury and retrograde flare up. And I'm not convinced that I'm not going to see every person I ever dated <laughs> by the time like August gets here. I, 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 I hope not. But you know what? We talked about this in the Mercury and Retrograde episode we did back in March uh, that I recorded being like, oh, what's the worst that can happen? Don't get my luggage for three days. <laughs> Have to fight Delta. Get the sickest I've ever been on my birthday. But you know, whatever. <laughs> we survived. So I, I'm saying all this to say, let's not be wary of it. Let's not fear Mercury and Retrograde because when we fear it, we give it the power of being afraid of it. And you know, when you put out that kind of stuff into the universe, that's what bounces back to you. So that's what we try to put out good. You know, it's the concept of dealing with the rule of three and whatever I put out, is going to be returned to me times three. So if I'm afraid of Mercury retrograde, it's going to give me something to be afraid of times three for three weeks. If I'm just angry about it, if I'm going into it with the worst energy because I'm anticipating things to go wrong, then things are going to go wrong. If I'm anticipating things being, you know, okay, and we're going to survive it, and it's just three weeks in time, like any other three weeks, then we'll be hopefully better. <laughs> you know, I kind of think of it like when you get a flu shot, please, everyone get your flu shot every year. L listen, we're not going to, I'm not going to start on like a science vaccine thing. This isn't that podcast, but please get your flu shot every year because um, number one, having the flu is terrible. And I'm telling you that as someone who caught some strain of something on the airplane, so it could have possibly been a flu that I just wasn't vaccinated for because it's from another country. And, um, you know, it mutates. That's what viruses like to do. It's their favorite thing. I'm pretty sure that's not a scientific effect. Don't quote me, but, uh, yeah, get your flu shot because having the flu is the worst. And also there are people that are immunity compromised, immunocompromised, and they can't be vaccinated if it's an autoimmune disease or because they're too young, they're little sweet babies. Um, you know, it's not everyone can do it and they depend on us to have herd immunity to keep us all safe. And then when people do that, we don't get the measles in 2019. So anyway, that's my spiel about flu shots, but I'm saying it reminds me of a flu shot because, um, when you get your flu shot, it's also, it's not that painful. I'm just putting it out there. But when you get your flu shot, it doesn't necessarily mean you absolutely will not get the flu and you'll be perfectly fine, perfectly fine. It means that if you do tangle with the flu, which is possible, you won't die um, because the flu is very serious and it can kill you. This, I swear this isn't a science podcast. So I'm going on this whole science talk. Well, I do because we're getting to this point. So I like to think of just having like my mercury and retrograde preparedness, meaning that even if it hits me, it won't hit me. It won't just gut punch me. It won't just like come straight out and punch me in the face. You know, it won't just karate chop me in the throat, which is what we don't want to happen. It's not going to come and break my limbs. If I'm prepared, if I'm doing my meditations, if I'm thinking about what I want to manifest during that period, if I'm going into it, embracing mercury and communication and, and all the things that it deals with wholeheartedly and being like, I'm ready for whatever you're going to throw at me. It can't be that bad. Then it's like getting your flu shot. You know, you get your little flu, flu shot. It can be a pain. Well, it's a pain in the arm, but it can be a pain in the ass. Because it, it pinches and then you might get a little sick in the next few days, which isn't the flu. It's just your body building immunity. <laughs> now, I'm always like, I know nothing about science. I do know a lot about um, like medical stuff because I'm a hypochondriac and I just go to the doctor all the time. <laughs> so I do know some things. And remember, I was like the seventh grade frog dissecting champ undisputed. Anyway, 
So yeah, if you got your crystals, you got your meditations, if you know it's coming, that's why I'm always like, hey, let's make sure we know the dates that it's getting here. And it's not one of those situations where you're like, oh, I signed a contract today and then I found out that this company was actually fraudulent and they robbed me of my money. Hmm. And then you look up and you're like, oh, it's July 8th. Cool, cool, cool. We're in March. Okay. Be prepared. Get a flu shot. Be prepared. It might, the flu might come and get you a little bit, but it's not going to be as dire as it might necessarily be if you hadn't taken that precaution. Take your precautions and just do what you can and go into it with an open mind and look at it as an opportunity to clear up things with communication, especially when you're dealing with like interpersonal relationships, whether it be romantic or something with work. If you need clarity, it's kind of a good time to really seek it out. Even if you're going in with kind of this anxious anticipation, you don't have to be worried about it. You know, things happen no matter what, but it's easier to assign it. It's kind of easier when we have something to blame right? Like my mom fell yesterday and I was like, is Mercury in retrograde? Cause you know, I've been having these kind of feelings and then my mom fell and you know, she got pretty hurt. I mean, she's okay, but you know, not fun to go to the ER and it wasn't. So I'm like, what can I blame? I mean, I think we do have five retrogrades right now. Um, according to our Astro Witch and her report that she posted very lovingly in the Facebook group, I think we are currently in five retrogrades. Again, correct me on that if I'm wrong. But, you know, that's a lot of energy. We've been having solar flares. We've been having these eclipses. We had the summer solstice. We had the strawberry full moon. Like, all this stuff. And even though it's – I know for me, I'm like, yeah, it's been so positive. I've been feeling great. Even though I was sick, like, I just am happy and, and making progress on things. And I, I am seeing things come together in such a way. Um, but I, you know, there's always also those other people that are like, yeah, this has been kicking my ass. It's been horrible. Um, nothing good has happened. <laughs> I haven't slept. I'm exhausted. I, you know, I'm getting woken up at all times of night. I am frustrated. I'm depressed. I'm fighting with everyone. I'm anxious. Like it's two sides of one situation. And so even though it can be all this really positive buzzing energy, like it has been in my case this time. It's still just a lot of energy bouncing around. And so it, it just, I'm not going to talk about flubber. Okay. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> but it's a lot of energy bouncing around and it just is going to manifest in all kinds of different ways for all kinds of, for, for us all differently, you know? So yeah, Jan July, January, July 8th, Mercury is going retrograde. We're going to be prepared. We're going to get our cosmic flu shot and get our crystals and our meditations and our manifestations and our candles and our good spells going and think about what we want to target then and just how it's not going to come for us because the more prepared you are, the better you're going to be. And that's just a general thing in life, I think. If there's one thing I learned from Girl Scouts, and I was a Girl Scout for like 16 years, begrudgingly, it's that um, always be prepared. I didn't learn how to make a fire. I cannot tie knots. I don't even know if that's a Girl Scout thing. <laughs> I, um, I can't canoe. I can't, I'm lost to Girl Scouts too. I can't do the Heimlich maneuver. Is that a Girl Scout thing? I don't know. But I do know that overall preparedness will always be good for you. So let's just be aware. And, you know, we don't have to talk about it again until it gets here. And then we'll check in with each other and make sure it just not, it just not has. What? It just, oh, now I confuse myself. It hasn't just, there you go. It hasn't just annihilated all of us. But let's, let's just be prepared. July 8th, Mercury is going retrograde. We're going to have a shadow period right before. And that is that on that. Enough Mercury and retrograde talk before we really just stir it up and <laughs> make it one with a vengeance, you know? Let's move on. Okay, so this is something that I originally meant to do, not every week, but kind of 
semi-consistently, but with everything for us bad witches, we just forget or <laughs> we, we say, oh no, I, I don't need to write that down. I'll totally remember. And then you've never remembered it. Do you know that I've probably written a full like length novel in my head with all the times I've been like, oh, that's a really good line I just came up with. Oh, I'll just remember it. I can be done by now. You'll know I've been writing a book for like 10 years. Anyway, this is not about my failures. It's about our successes together as a covenant. <laughs> so what I want to do is um, just pull a card for, for the podcast and for the coven, not every week, but just when I kind of feel compelled to, to bring that kind of message in and to just kind of see what goddess is with us at the time. You know, I'm really big about goddess energy and my, I have a goddess deck. That's what I work with. And so I talked about this in the readings episode, I think, <laughs> I think I did. Um, but I would like to do like full card readings where you're actually like pinning to a topic. You're going for the first certain question or series of questions and kind of getting into the, the meat of that. But I also would just like to pull a card to be like, what goddess is with me right now overall? What is the message that I need to be keeping in mind, keeping in my my mind, keep it in my heart, what should be on my spirit, and what should I just be surrounding myself with right now? So that's what I'm going to be doing. Obviously, I can't like, you don't want to hear me answer my own questions. <laughs> I, can't, I don't want to like answer y'all's personal questions because they're personal. Okay, speaking of also, if you are on the Patreon, hi, I love you. You have four days left in this month if you want to get your readings uh, done. It is totally cool if you want to roll them over. I know it's only four days. I want to stress you out with that. So don't worry. At 11.59 on the 30th, I'm not like, well, too little, too late. No, of course not. You can absolutely roll your questions and your readings over till next month. But um, if you want to get in the next four days, let's do it. I'm just gonna, I'll be around. It's hot outside. I don't, I can't go out it, where the sun is and where the mosquitoes are. I can't go out there. <laughs> I mean, I, like, you know, God bless the sun and the earth and mother earth and all the things that it gives us. Of course, nothing but love and respect for my presidents, the elements, but, uh, I, I can't go outside. It's too hot. So I'll be home. Please reach out. I let's do your readings. Uh, and if you just don't have a question yet, don't, don't, you don't have to waste it on like, will I get this? I don't know, car I want, like, you don't have to waste it on that. You can, if you have a couple of things that you have maybe been building up in your mind that you need a lot of clarity on, then it's okay to do two together. So, um, I would ask that you just let me know if you want to do it in the next four days. And if not, if you want to roll it over just so I can make a note and like I said, bad witch, so I don't lose track of anything. Cause you know, you, you're a patron and you gotta get your thing. You gotta get your reward. Okay. Yeah. So Back to our card this week for the coven, which is, I always hesitate to say this. I shouldn't say it's one of my favorites because you shouldn't play favorites, but I do. And this one is absolutely one of them. So our card that is uh, speaking to all of us collectively this week, and I think has a really wonderful message for us going into the summer season and kind of being at the peak of what I would like to call the season of the witch all the time between the summer solstice and, um, and Halloween, Samhain is, I think where our witching is just like doing the damn thing. You know, that's where I, we hit that summer solstice and it's like, we have all the sunlight and there's so much power there. And even though we're now in a period where it's kind, it, well, it's not kind of, it is waning down a little bit each day. You know, we're getting a little incremental less bit of sunlight until we get into the winter solstice. We get into, uh, what's that thing? That horrible thing we have to do fall back. Do, but like, most do all countries do that? No. I think that's a no, that's not true. 
Well, anyway, that horrible thing where all of a sudden you have four hours of daylight and you're like, oh, is this, is this crippling depression or am I going to, or is it just the time change? You know, <laughs> it's like, ugh, it's a really rough period. I, I don't do well when that happens at all. Um, yeah. So we're, we're kind of counting down to that now, you know, the sun has gone all the way to its highest point and now it's working its way back, but this is really, this really vibrant time for us. And we're just going to go all the way down into like one of our most important celebrations, which we're going to talk about a little bit more in just a little bit, but back to our card, which is Pele who, wherever I get her, I'm like, Oh, I should go to Hawaii. This is the sign. right? Sometimes we see in the cards what they mean for us. And sometimes we see what we want to see. Isn't that, isn't that a lot of things in life and also working with witchcraft because a lot of it is up to our intuition and interpretation um, and our own kind of clarity versus a direct answer. You know, we don't, well, sometimes you very much will get like a yes, no, put it down, walk away from it. But a lot of times it's like, am I getting the message that I am trying to like twist to make work towards what I want the outcome to be? Or am I receiving this message wholeheartedly? So I, whenever I see Pele, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to book a trip to Hawaii. That's all this means. <laughs> because she is one of the major goddesses of Hawaii. So let's read a little bit more about her. The thing I absolutely love about my deck, and um, I would recommend it again if you're interested in learning how to read cards and you feel like Oracle may be your thing. And I, I, I think I said this in the reading cards episode. I was in Greece. Who knows what the hell I was on about. But um, it's one of those things where I feel like, I'm going to mess this up. All rectangles are squares, but not all squares are rectangles, right? So I feel like all card readers can read Oracle cards, but they can't all read tarot cards. That is a personal belief. Um, you know, I could be wrong. That the, the, <laughs> the, the, slow, the podcast like tagline for this this podcast should actually be like, oh, I could be wrong. Cause I you know what? I could always be wrong. Who knows? We're always all learning and evolving together. So I could be wrong. But, you know, tarot cards are not my thing. Although I have been encouraged uh, to deep dive them again now that I've gotten so so skilled in Oracle. So I might might be like my my Halloween treat to myself, get a new Oracle deck. Or if someone wants to gift me one. That's not saying, like, you have to send me one. But I'm saying, like, in a, a roundabout way, if someone gifts me one, then maybe that would be – that's how I know that deck is really connected to me, even though we've been through this whole thing of you don't have to connect. I mean, you don't have to be gifted a deck to work with it. But um, my deck, again, just in case you did, haven't heard that episode or you forgot to write it down because we're bad witches, is Goddess Guidance Oracle Cards by Doreen Virtue. So D-O-R-E-E-N-V-I-R-T-U-E. <laughs> and it's a yellow box. And I mean, unless they've done a reprinting with a different kind of design, but you'll be able to find it. But mine is a yellow box. And it has, um, I call her Dana, but I believe it's actually called Donna on the front and she's a high priestess. So she has on the crown, blonde braids, and then kind of like a halo behind her, a halo medallion situation. So if you are interested in getting Oracle cards, she, she, as if it's Dana, this deck is a wonderful deck to start with. And, um, the reason I'm, I'm saying I like it so much is because it gives you not just like the meanings of the cards and kind of the overall meat and potatoes breakdown of what to, how to interpret it and the messages that it's really giving you. But it also tells you about each goddess, which is wonderful. I mean, who's who amongst us is just super acquainted with the goddess realm? I mean, not I. Before I picked this up, I knew Athena and Artemis and Diana. Um, and Aphrodite. I mean, I guess I just knew a lot of great goddesses is my point. And I knew Pele, which I – gosh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Pele, I think so. Um, because I have always – 
been well that's not even true I was gonna say oh because I've always been a witch and like into this stuff but it's because I did a report on Hawaii when I was in like third grade and also I had an attitude problem because I got Hawaii um because it was the 50th state and I was like this isn't even real which what's wrong with me Hawaii is probably the best thing America has to offer <laughs> to be honest um yeah so but it's wonderful because you have goddesses like Irene and Zamara Butterfly Maiden and like I'm Ain Araquera I'm naming all goddesses from all different kind of cultures too so it's just a good history lesson it tells you more about the goddesses and it's kind of the first step for me in working in goddess worship and also being able to bring them into your magic okay all that to say here is the little um biography about Pele. So the Hawaiian goddess of volcanoes, Pele's dynamic strength is sometimes misunderstood. Hmm. It's almost like people don't know what to do when women are really powerful. Oh, interesting. <laughs> she shows us that fire can purify, releases from the old to make way for the new and ignite our passions. Ding, ding, ding. That's very important. Hold on to that little nugget. Without fire, nothing would change. Hello. Call upon Pele to help you get in touch with your true passion and to charge up your motivation and excitement. God, isn't this the best card for summer solstice? Like we're just talking about all this sunlight, all this fire, passion, heat, abundance. And here comes our girl Pele. Uh, change to motivation and excitement. Pele will help you feel everything on a deeper level. Oh, <laughs> did I mention it's cancer season? Uh, so be unafraid of taking actions to manifest your heart's desire. This is why I absolutely adore this goddess. This is why I adore this card. And I adore this message. So when you look at the card, it says the goddess name at top. At top? Am I? What am I doing? At the top, it says Pele. And then underneath... It's kind of like the extra, extra, this is the headline you should get from this. And it's divine passion, which how many of us are ignoring our passion and what would fulfill us and make us so happy in service to other people or in service to other situations? How many of us aren't listening to our own internal rhythms and letting that fire that is inside of us die down to let someone else's burn brightly and brilliantly. You know, we, we do such a disservice to ourselves, especially, and I know we're not all women or all identify as women. This is not just a, a woman statement, but you know, as a woman, we live in a society where we're so taught, you have to make yourself smaller. You have to put other people before you, your role in life is like your greatest role in life is a wife and a mother. People love saying that. But what that really kind of can break down to is your greatest goal in life is to be a caretaker and to make other people more important than yourself and to elevate other people at, at a detriment to yourself. So, but it's not just a woman thing. As witches, as empaths, as magical creatures, we so take in so much shit all the time. There was a really beautiful post in the Facebook group this week about being an empath and what a struggle it is and how, you know, we need to just thank each other and thank ourselves for taking on shit all the time. It was really beautifully written and I'm, I'm doing it a disservice by cursing in there because it wasn't anything like that, but not that there's anything wrong with cursing, but you know, as women, as, or however you identify as sensitive beings, as magical creatures, as witches, we have so much brilliance and light and fire to give and people will absolutely take that from us. I've talked about that so many times. You have to protect yourself and that's not just like self-care and recharging, but it's boundaries. Boundaries are the best. <laughs> There's nothing sexier than a boundary, if you ask me. 
Um, but you know, it's like how much are we, we're giving so much of our spark and our flame and our wood away to build someone else's fire and to let them have their passion come true and to see their dreams manifested. And what about ours? You know, so it's a wonderful card, not just to say it's time to strike out. And I, when I say strike, you know, like striking a flint, like it's time to strike out and create that flame for yourself and go after your passion. And that thing that it's been just, it's, it, it will almost really make you feel very anxious and depressed when you're not on the right path and pursuing your like life's goal or passion because it, it gnaws at you. It never goes away. You know, it's just there and we can put it on the back burner, <laughs> another fire. We can put it on the back burner and but if you do that, it's just going to burn and it's just going to create smoke and we're going to start to suffocate and choke on that smoke because we're ignoring it. And you got to, you have to zone in on what your passion is and fulfill it. And it's hard. I mean, it's definitely easier said than done because even in the best circumstances, everyone has responsibilities. And some of us, and I'm not even saying us, me, I have like, I'm so footloose and fancy free and, you know, don't have to take on a lot of stuff. And that's a very privileged position that I'm in. Um, but there's people that have serious responsibilities and they, they, and you know what? I, I always kind of, <laughs> here's a tangent. Here's another tangent. Um, I always kind of get annoyed, I guess, or frustrated when people will say like, oh, you know, if you didn't buy that cup of coffee, you could do this thing. Or if you just bought your food, if you made your lunch at home, you could do this thing. Like that's not how the world works <laughs> because number one, we're not all on even footing. And it kind of feeds into this idea of, oh, all you have to do is want something badly enough and then you can make it. Then you can have it. That's how life works. Now, that's how life works if you have everything going right and a ton of privilege and you don't have to worry about big or small things. You know, that's not, it's not just like, well, if you want it, that's the key. No, you, there's a million things that have to fall into place. So, you know, I, I love this card and I love Pele because it is about that fire inside of you and about listening to yourself and about pursuing your dreams. And it's a reminder to make time for yourself and to, to, to pursue those things because that's where you're supposed to be. But I don't want it to be presented as, or to make any of you feel like you're, you're wasting your time or your life because you're not pursuing your life. You're not getting up every day and selling carved coconuts on the Hawaiian beach because that's your passion. You know, like there's a real life that we have to deal with. And that's why I do kind of talk about like which world versus real world. Cause you know, we, and they definitely can be interwoven in ways and affect each other. But sometimes the reason you can't do your ritual or you can't do your spell is because you worked really long shift and you're dead ass tired or because you have kids at home and you have homework and bath time and uh, a sick or someone's sick or, you know, husband has a late shift or husband's not there. Or there's no person in the picture, or no wife in the picture or whatever the, you know, your circumstance may be. It's a lot easier to say, oh, we'll just do it. But, you know, so this card isn't saying, well, just do it. Just drop everything and pursue your passion. But it is be aware of the steps you can take to make your passion come true. And and make sure that even though we are in one way or another in a role where we're contributing to someone else, whether it's taking care of them or it's working for them, you know, working for your boss, you're contributing to their passion and what they really care about. Even though we do have to give away parts of ourselves, it's about still realizing that at some point you you do need to come back to yourself and make yourself a priority. So I really love Pele, Divine Passion. I'm going to read you the message on the card, which is be honest with yourself. What is your heart's true desire? So again, it's like really taking an evaluation. I call this an action card. So it's like taking an evaluation 
of what's important to you and what you're prioritizing and how you can maybe shift things around to get on that course to like making your dreams come true as opposed to the action being okay quit your job leave your family uh move to another country and just start fresh it doesn't it doesn't work like that we have a real life to contend with um so yeah I've just talked about her for what I don't know an hour but I'm gonna actually read you um, the message, and then I'll give you also the various names of the card, and you can kind of just work with that in whatever way you see fit. The thing, the good thing about all of us being witches, even if we all aren't card readers necessarily, or don't all work with goddess energy necessarily, is that we all do have intuition, and so we can all take from what we're hearing in this card right now the meaning that we need and the meaning that that's meant for us. So here's the message. If you listen to the sound of your heart and breath, is sorry, I think it's really funny that I like read something aloud almost every episode when I trip over my words constantly. <laughs> What's my end game here? If you listen to the sound of your heart and breath, you'll recognize the ancient rhythms of your own internal drumming. This forever connects you to the mother of all creation and to the sound of planet Earth. These rhythms can't be faked or forged. They're natural and they're eternal. So that means, um, you know, thinking outside of, kind of the myopic view of just this lifetime, you know, we're eternal creatures, we come back over and over again. So you're not even just listening to what you think you need to accomplish in this lifetime. A lot of times our goals follow us over and over and over again, until we kind of complete it. It's like, we'll meet up with the same people, we'll find ourselves kind of in similar situations. I have a story about that. But let's get back to this first. <laughs> this is so gonna be a long episode. I can't help it. Okay. Uh, these rhythms can't be faked or forged. They're natural and eternal. What part of you are you trying to ignore? What part of you has been overly concerned with pleasing others to the detriment of hearing the sound of your own rhythm? Dear child, all of you baddies out there, reach out and extend your arms to embrace your dreams. They're just as much a part of nature as are the trees, animals, and sunsets. Don't your own dream... Oh, that's a question. Don't your own dreams deserve the same respect that you accord everyone and everything that you love, listen to them, my child. Not me, Pele. Pele's your, your mom right now. <laughs> listen to your dreams. They'll activate the powerful eruption of passion in your life. Don't be afraid of, don't be afraid of your own passion, for it will propel you to natural, propel you naturally, and will excite and invigorate you. When you dance to the rhythms of your life, you're truly alive in all ways. So I think that is a lovely, beautiful, amazing message a layered message, listen to yourself, listen to rhythms that are just beyond this lifetime, make an assessment of why you prioritize other people about why you give so much of yourself away to make other people's dreams come true when you have the power to do it for yourself. Okay, and then various names of this card, make sure your career matches your true interest. <laughs> Wouldn't couldn't we all be so lucky? Uh, take a class or start a hobby that really excites you. And that's a great kind of gateway into doing the thing that you really feel compelled to do. Like when I started my Instagram, which <laughs> is a whole loaded thing at this point, it was just because I thought it was fun. I was like, oh, that's cool. I can write about clothes and fashion is kind of the thing I really care about. I mean, at the time, I've moved on from that, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it really was a side thing. And when people, you know, once being an influencer, we kind of became a thing and people would say, oh, how'd you do this? How'd you get started? I'm like, I don't know. I was bored and it was 2 a.m. and I started a blog and then it just became a thing from there. Um, so yeah, hobby your way in. It, again, it doesn't have to be the thing of like, I'm quitting my job and moving to Los Angeles to be an actress. Like maybe do some community theater, you know, 
build it up a little bit. Do a few local modeling gigs. Uh, change jobs. There you go. Go on a wonderful trip. That means we should all go to Hawaii, doesn't it? Bad Witch, Bad Witch trip number three, Hawaii. We have one Salem, two Stonehenge, three Hawaii. We're going to plan all this out, I promise. Um, invest time and money in manifesting your dreams. Beautiful. Give yourself permission to go for it. I know that's something I've preached on this podcast before. And again, it doesn't have to be this like drastic, insane thing, but it means just start. There is no harm in just starting something because it doesn't have to be perfect. And I know that's something that's really stressful for our generation. And I know not everyone listens to our generation. Some of you might even be children. I mean, not like eight-year-olds, but you know, like 21-year-olds. <laughs> no disrespect being that you're children. You're just young, beautiful babies. And God, but I wouldn't get to be 21 knowing what I know now. But I'm probably going to run into every guy I dated when I was 21 in a few weeks. So it's all full circle. <laughs> but yeah, um, give yourself permission to go for it. It's that thing again of don't be so worried that it's not perfect to start. Was this thought, is this podcast perfect now? Hell no. Was it perfect in the first episode? Absolutely not. I'm almost like scared to go back and listen to it at this point. And it's only been like four or five months. But it's just the, the starting is what is important. It's striking the match that's important. And the flame's going to do what the flame is going to do. It's going to burn brightly. It, maybe the first time you strike the match, the flame is going to just kind of whimper and blow out. And that just means you kind of reevaluate. But give yourself permission to go for it. That is one of my favorite messages in like every card I have in my deck. That one always sticks out to me. Oh, I lost the page. I was going too hard. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Um, start a new business. So if any of you out there have been thinking, should I change my job? Should I start a new business? I am in a position to do so. Then do the damn thing. Uh, make an honest assessment of how you spend your time. Okay, let's take five seconds. Ooh, five seconds is so long when you're quiet. Um, yeah, let's do that. In fact, that may be your homework this week. I was thinking about doing something in relation to like the holidays and, and the celebration dates we're going to talk about today. But Pele is our card this week. This is the goddess energy we're carrying into cancer season. So I think that should be your homework. Um, that's kind of, kind of the thing that she's whispering in my ear right now is make an assessment of your time. And that is your real world time and your witch time. And so I would make two lists and just make sure that you're on track with what you're trying to do. And if you're not where you want to be right now and like who amongst us is that you're putting putting it into motion to be there. And same thing, like maybe that'll help us be a little bit good witch. We'll be gooder witches. <laughs> we write down our priorities and we write down how we're spending our time. We're making an honest assessment out of that. Maybe I do have way more time to do rituals and spells and casting circles and, um, and smudging and, and, you know, learn doing deep dives and learning myself about astrology and stuff that I really want to have more of a knowledge base for this podcast for. Maybe I do have way more time for that than I think I do. I'm just like twiddling and twaddling around and not making an assessment of where I'm really spending a lot of my time. Maybe I don't need to spend three hours on Instagram every day. <laughs> that's just me. So yeah, that's going to be your homework this week. Two lists. One is going to be your, the I'm going to do the damn thing list, which is your kind of real life goals, aspirations, and where you are right now. And the other one's going to be your good witch, bad witch list, which is how, what am I prioritizing in my witch world and what can I make more time for? And what is really like the most important thing to me and, and what, what can I take a little bit time away from and do more of this? I can take time away from being on social media. I can take time away from watching Bravo. It's going to hurt, 
I'm not going to like it, but I can do it. So I'm going to make two lists and, um, you know what? I'll share my list in the Facebook group. So if you're in there, uh, come and share your list as well. Okay. This is going to be such a long episode. Hi, sorry. Last one, list your priorities. Okay. So your homework, list your priorities and, you know, list out how you're spending your time and just let's make an honest and clear assessment of everything. Now that we have this beautiful summer solstice energy right behind us, we have all this daylight to work with. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping the heat is upon us. So you got to stay inside and do something anyway. Right. So yeah, I just wanted to do our card this week. I don't, I think we did do one once, but I honestly can't even remember who it was when we did do it. And I was just feeling like what there was a goddess in there that had a message for all of us. So there it is. It is Pele and she has given us our homework and we are going to do it. Right. And nothing else. Let's make, let's assess how we're spending our time to do our bad witch homework. <laughs> all right. So we, this, gosh, these, this is so long. Okay. These, it just gets away from me. I, I just talk so much, but that's okay. It's a podcast. That's why we're here. All right. So let's do our Patreon shout outs. And again, Patreon people get at me, send me your questions. Let's do it. Okay. So an extra special thank you to Maya, Aurora, Lindsay, Alicia, Courtney, Heidi, Stephanie, Sasha, Brett. Hey, Brettle, Elizabeth, Aaron, Carla, Sola, Amanda, Celine. Let me know if I'm saying your name right. Uh, Nalling and Lena. All right. Easy, easy enough. We're booming now. All right. So I said last week we were going to talk about all of the celebrations that are in our witch calendar. Um, so this is something that is going to be more Wicca based. It's not necessarily a Wicca podcast. Y'all know that by now we're eclectic witches for the most part. Um, but I just think, you know, holidays are important in like a communal sense. And in a ritualized sense, you know, they're powerful days for us. And it's, it's just good to know your witch calendar. If you, just like with Mercury retrograde, just like with the full moons, with all the other planetary re retrogrades, we want to know what's coming up so we can make the best out of it, good or bad. So I thought, you know, we talked about summer solstice. We talked about Letha before last week. And let's kind of dive into all of them because really before we know it, it's going to be Salen. And we've already gone through a few holidays and it's just, it's good to know. And holidays, I'm not a big, uh, I, I don't know if I should call them Christian holiday. Well, yeah, cause that would just be like Christmas and Easter. And I do love Easter. Um, as y'all know, because heavenly hash is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, but I'm not so big, I guess on what I would call like Westernized typified holidays. So like things, I hate Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, I don't know. Genocide should be celebrated. But here we are. Um, so I don't like Thanksgiving. I also hate Thanksgiving food, which is not as a serious reason to not like it as the slaughter of um, indigenous people. And also being that I have a lot of Native American ancestry, not a big fan of that. But again, it's not what this podcast is for. But yeah, I also just hate stuffing. I think stuffing is like bullshit. Why is it wet and dry at the same time? You monsters, how could you like it? No, I'm just kidding. And you know, I'm not so big on... Christmas. It just doesn't, you know, and this could just be because I'm old now, but it just doesn't feel the way it used to. It just doesn't feel magical. And that, you know, it's a lot of things that you like in holidays when you're a kid is like the magic of it, the magical elements. So what we consider Christmas, what Thanksgiving, um, I don't really, I like Westernized Halloween, I guess. Yeah. I mean, any holiday with candy is pretty cool. <laughs> I like, but like Valentine's day, I don't get down with. Like, it's fine. Um, what other holidays? Easter, 
candy is dope. Other than that, you know, it, it's fine. What other holidays are there? Like July 4th, right? 4th of July is coming up. And, uh, yeah, I, it's just, I don't get excited about any of them really. I, yeah. But which holidays? They get me excited. You know, holidays are also hard. People are by themselves. People, and not that there's anything wrong with being by yourself, but it's, it's hard to see other people be like, here's 10,000 pictures of my family. Okay. How's your, are you lonely? Like what, you know, it's like not the healthiest thing to take that kind of in, especially because you may choose to be alone on holidays and for you, it doesn't bother you at all. But some people are in situations where they're not choosing it. It's, it's a situation of circumstance and they wish maybe they could be closer to their family or whatever the case, or still have family around, you know, never know what someone's situation is. And so it can be hard. So maybe if we learn about all these wonderful witch holidays that we can celebrate with our coven, you won't have to put so much value and kind of anxiety and anticipation into our normal calendar holidays because now we have all these beautiful witch ones we can celebrate together here on bad witch and in the bad witch facebook group which uh by the way i forgot to say this but <laughs> i never had to say this last week at the end of the episode whoops but uh if you want to join the bad witch facebook group just search bad witch i'll put the link is down in the episode notes um there is a question you have to answer it's super easy uh someone answered the best answer ever i posted in the facebook group so you have to go and see it if that's if you want to join. Okay, do whatever you want. Um, and then the Bad Witch Podcast at gmail.com if you want to talk to me about your summer solstice or Mercury Retrograde coming up or about Payway, the card we talked about today, any questions about readings, any of that stuff. And patreon.com slash badwitch. I totally forgot to say all that last week. So while we're talking about it, here we go. Okay, so let's talk about holidays. I was really trying to not make this a two-part episode because we just did a two-parter, but um, I talked for a really long time. <laughs> So we may have to break it up or we may just have a long episode, but you know what? I think long episodes are bomb. So let's start with naming the eight sabbats and talking about the wheel. So sabbats, sabbats, <laughs> listen, this is going to be me horribly pronouncing things and you loving me and supporting me anyway, because that's what the coven does for each other. Um, but, you know, if you grew up with, uh, especially Catholicism, you know, uh, I mean, it's all throughout Christianity and Judaism and all kinds of religions, you know, the concept of like, keep holy the Sabbath day, which is for us, it's a Sunday if you grew up Catholic. So the Sabbath, Sabbat for Wicca, um, or kind of not, well, yeah, Wicca, but also just kind of woven into the word world, um, or Shabbat. These are all words that are, that correlate to the holy day, a holy time. So for like in Catholicism, we would say Sabbath. We say the TH at the end, but we're going to say Sabbat, S-A-B-B-A-T. There are eight Sabbats during the year and it's based around, so this is the thing I was talking about where like, isn't it kind of amazing how throughout all of these times and all of this, this time that we've had humanity that we found ways to relate and how to relate to the earth and relate to nature and the changing of the seasons and all these rotations and cycles we go through cycle circle. Hello. Um, but isn't it amazing? We've always done that and found ways to explain it in kind of this mystical sense. So it does have to do with earth's position in relation to the sun. And there are these eight holidays or eight festivals. <clears throat> wow. My voice cannot give out now. We got too much to talk about. We're just getting started. So this is referred to as the wheel. And the wheel is just how these eight festivals throughout the year are interwoven and kind of complete 
this circle when you think about it all together. It's these, these strings that connect them to each other because it is all related <clears throat> to the seasons, the cycles, and the Earth's placement in, in not conjunction, in relation, there we go, to the sun. So yeah, it's referred to as the wheel if you've ever heard that before. That's what we're talking about, these eight festivals or these eight holidays. Um, the, or Sabbaths, Shabbat, Sabbath? All right, Sabbaths, there we go. So, and then we have different dates for them in the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere because, you know, we have different seasons in the Northern and Summer, Northern and Southern Hemisphere. That's what I was trying to say last week about our summer solstice is the Southern Hemisphere's winter solstice and vice versa, except I was like, oh, is it the Western Hemisphere? The Hmm, how does time work? But we figured it out. <laughs> it took me a full week, but I figured it out. Okay, so here are our eight holidays in no particular order and the dates for uh, Northern Hemisphere. And also I will say the dates for the Southern Hemisphere because the more you know, right? Okay, so first we have Samhain, Northern Hemisphere, October 31st. I can't wait. I, I just can't wait for it to get here. Southern Hemisphere, May 1st. Yule, winter solstice. So four of these do directly correlate to astrological events, which are those two solstices, solstice, and the two uh, equinoxes. Okay, so Yule, winter solstice, December 21st. And then in the Southern Hemisphere, it's June 21st. So we just had our summer, and so flip-floppy. Then we have Embolk. Y'all, I'm trying with these Celtic words. Okay, so I-M-B-O-L-C, Embolk. And that is February 1st for the Northern Hemisphere and August 1st for the Southern Hemisphere. And then we have Ostara, which is the spring equinox. Ostara, if we have talked about another goddess card, we have definitely talked about Ostara because she is another one of my favorites. Um, but that is... You know, that, that time of just lushness and fertility and things springing to life and everything being in bloom, it's really that changeover you feel when spring finally hits. And we start to get a little more sunlight outside. Um, so again, that's Ostara. And for the Northern Hemisphere, it's March 21st. And for the Southern Hemisphere, it is September 21st. Then we have Beltane. I have been told that if you pronounce it the correct way, it's Beltane. Beltane, I think. Um, but Beltane, B-E-L-T-A-N-E, and that is uh, for the Northern Hemisphere, May 1st, and for the Southern Hemisphere, October 31st. So we flip-flop those mamajamas as well. Then we have Letha, which is our summer solstice. Hey, just had that. Uh, June 21st for the Northern Hemisphere and December 21st for the Southern Hemisphere. This one is the most fun to pronounce. <laughs> According to me, it's Lunasad. Lunasad. According to me and me only, but it is spelled L-U-G-H-N-A-S-A-D-H. -H. If that's not a mouthful of letters, I don't know what it is. Uh, and Luna said, yeah, we're, I'm going to have to say it obviously a bunch more times. Uh, and don't be shocked if my pronunciation just switches up throughout this, this podcast. Um, so that's August 1st uh, for the Northern Hemisphere and then February 1st for the Southern Hemisphere. And then last but certainly not least, we have Modron, which is the autumnal, autumnal equinox. And the Northern Hemisphere, that is September 21st. And the Southern Hemisphere, that is March 21st. So should I say them all again? Samhain. Oh, and Samhain is the one that you have, I promise you've seen it written down a hundred times. And it's spelled Samhain. S-A-M-H-A-I-N. But Samhain. There you go. Samhain, Yule, Imbolc. Em, 
<laughs> Osada, Beltane, Letha, Lun shit. It's so hard to say. Lunasad. Yeah? Is that, is that what I'm saying? And then Modron. Eight festivals. There's your there's your wheel for the year. What could be easier than this? <laughs> so I know I just spit a bunch of names at you. Um, so I'm just gonna read a little section, a little thing of a thing to give you kind of the meanings behind those words because two of the words mean wheel and then one of the word means mother and then one of the word words means um is named after Osara, which is our goddess of fertility. So I'm sure if you take a second to think about it, you can figure out which two are wheel and which one's mother. It sounds just like it. But it's always good to have this background information. And so the solar festivals, again, are the four that correspond to astrological events, solstices and uh, equinoxes. The four solar festivals have special names in Wiccan tradition. We just went over that. The winter solstice is known as Yule and comes from a Scandinavian word, Yule. Trust me, I spoke about 10 words of Swedish, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the pronunciation there, that's the one thing I can do right, uh, which means wheel. Um, the assumption basically is that with the whole idea of the wheel, so a wheel is a circle, right? And a circle is something that can constantly, constantly be in motion. But we do go through these periods where it's like fertility and blooming and life. And then we go through these periods of like coldness and stillness and not in a bad way, not in like a morbid way but just in a way almost of completion. So when we have a word like Yule, which means wheel, and also we have a word like Letha, which I'll get to in a second, which also we believe means wheel. There's some debate about that, but for the most part, we think those two correspond to each other. We, and these are things that oppose each other, right? So we're thinking about a wheel that is constantly in motion, but also that stops at all of these stops to create a full cycle. So does, does that make sense? So what I'm saying is you're it's completing a full cycle every time, but there's no actual completion because then you just re-up again. You just regenerate like a video game. <laughs> that would be the best way to describe it. I've barely ever played video games, but that's what I'm thinking of. So it's constantly in motion, but it constantly completes. There we go. Okay, so, so carrying on. The summer solstice is known as Letha, and the origin of this word is more obscure. Strangely, it is also thought to be wheel. There we go and they're opposite of each other. Um, but because, so I, I, because we don't have a d direct definition for it to me, it's because when we have this time of stillness that we refer to as wheel, we also have this time of blooming that we refer to as wheel. So it, if you want to kind of bisect it and make two half moons out of this full wheel circle situation, then it does make sense that they both come out to be the same word because one is like the end and one is the beginning. So it is cyclical again. I hope that all makes sense. <laughs> okay, so then we have the spring or vernal equinox. And then uh, similarly, we have the autumn equinox. So this is Ostara, who is a, oh gosh, it's another hard word for me. Tuetonic <laughs> goddess. I hope I got that right word right. T-E-U-T-O-N-I-C. I think I always call it tetuonic, like I add in a extra T. I don't know. I think I'm getting it from like tetonic plates. I don't know where I'm getting it from. Um, but she is the tuetonic goddess of fertility. We talk about her a lot. And um, for autumn, the word modron means mother. So we have two that mean wheel, yule, and letha. We have modron, which is mother or all mother. And then we have Osara, which is actually named after this goddess because she comes in, she brings light, fertility, fruitfulness, 
um, just kind of the blessings of all the seeds that you planted during the Yule period, you know, where everything is kind of cold and dark and you're waiting for this light, this sunlight to come back in and make everything spring. So spring, spring is really, a, obviously it's the vernal equinox, <laughs> spring equinox, but it's very much associated with Ostara in many cultures in many ways. And also we get the name Easter from her name, which I think I've mentioned before. Um, so then Modron is the all mother. It's about um, that harvest time. It's a different kind of harvest, but it's harvest time again about fertility and um, the nurturing, nurturing aspect of the goddess. So those are where those four names come from and the meaning behind them. And then we have the Celtic fire festivals, which is a whole expanse, <laughs> a whole lengthy amount of information I can give you. I'm going to try to give you just enough to uh, familiarize yourself. Obviously, we're, we're already at an hour pretty much. Um, so we have Imbolc, Imbolc, which is the one that, one of the two that are the hardest for me to pronounce always. Um, but it means ewe's milk, if that helps with the pronunciation. Again, it's I-M-B-O-L-C. Those C's of the end always throw me off. Um, traditionally, traditionally, this is a festival celebrated when the first snowdrops appear or the first full moon thereafter. So if we're moving around the wheel, the wheel, golly, east to west and Mulk is going to be the first one that we're going to hit outside of like the solar uh festivals it has a strong association with the celtic fire goddess i always say bridget or brigitte because that i'm americanizing it but it's pronounced breed i mean i think bridget sounds pretty cool if you ask me but if you want to go with the celtic pronunciation it is breed along those lines um and it is sometimes just called the Feast of Breed, or I would say Bridget. But she, if you are working with my goddess deck, she's one that definitely is all about the firepower, the light that you carry within you, the fire you carry within you. And it, kind of like Pele, again, it's like, what are you doing with this flame? Are you letting it go out and be dim and be extinguished? Or are you bolstering it and setting boundaries and like not backing down and working with this fire that we all have internally? So she's also a favorite. I mean, I guess they're all my favorite. I should stop just picking them out. Um, and so Imolk marks the quickening of the earth and the first thaws after winter. Um, the birth of lambs and the first signs of the spring is coming. Great. Get me get me to Ostara, please. Um, so we're moving around the wheel. So then you have Ostara and then you have Beltane. Belt, Beltane. If I'm... Beltane or Bioten. I'm... <laughs> I'm going off all these pronunciations that, that are being thrown my way. But when I see it, I say Beltane, because again, I'm I'm Americanizing it, um, which means bright fire. Oh, this fire imagery, I'm eating it up. Okay, it is celebrated when the first May blossom blooms or on the first full moon thereafter. So of course, because we're talking about how we're working with these astrological cycles and we're working with the seasons and you know all these changes it always is going to have that kind of correlation to it for all you especially green witches out there beltane is about the celebration of the greening of the earth and all aspects of fertility and vegetation birds and animals and associated with the green man the spirit or god of nature so you green witches should truly be thriving during beltane balton beltany <laughs> and then between letha and modron so we're thinking of these as being quarters and then the quarters are being quartered yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. We have my favorite to pronounce, Lunasa. Lunasa. I'm going to spell it for you again. L-U-G-H-N-A-S-A-D-H. Lunasa. Lunasa. Or it can also be pronounced Lamas or Lamash. L-A-M-M-A-S. -M -M 
um, which is celebrated when the first corn sheaf is cut or the first full moon thereafter. Again, full moon's always going to play a part. Um, Lunasa celebrates the cereal harvest and the gathering in and blessings and honors the spirit of plenty that brings the corn to ripeness. And then between Modron and Yule, which is like our last quarter of the solar festivals, is our beloved, my favorite, your favorite, Samhain, which again is spelled Samhain. Don't say that. There were many years I went around and said Samhain because I had never seen it written and said together. <laughs> and I always thought Samhain was spelled like S-O-W-E-E-N. You know, there's a lot of, I don't know, you know, when we were kids, I don't know how old you all are, but when a lot of us were kids, the Disney Channel would always have really fun Halloweeny. So they always kind of like leaned into the spookiness of Halloween and they would always have like ghosties and uh, good old kind of cartoons that did that and witches and they would talk about Samhain. And so to me, I guess not even having closed captioning back then, I would just, I just decided it was spelled another way. But yes, that is our beloved Samhain. It is the Feast of the Ancestors. It's the Day of the Dead. I know some people celebrate Dia de los Muertos. Um, and my family would celebrate Toussaint, which is All Saints Day. And it's, you know, just a day of kind of reverence and respect and honoring our dead. And we go way out to the country. If I happen to be in town, I'm on country driving duty and we go to the uh, uh, cemetery and we bring flowers and we bring offerings and it really is this beautiful day and so for us it's Toussaint, Samhain, Dia de los Muertos, there's many many names and many many different cultures that practice it in different but also similar ways um, and it's also the old Celtic New Year where we leave the warmer days behind and go down into the darkness that will lead us back to Yule. We get to Yule, again, wheel, the wheel has been completed and then we're ready to start a fresh wheel because again, it's something that's constantly in motion. Oh, also Samhain means first frost. Did I say that? <laughs> I can't remember if I said it, but it means first frost. So it is again, that concept of this is where the we've gone through the harvest period. Things are going to start slowing down. Things are going to start getting colder and darker until we find ourselves at that winter solstice. And we're going to have so much darkness that day. And the wheel just continues. It always continues on. And that's kind of the beautiful thing about magic and witchcraft and Wicca and all the different disciplines within within that and within like all, all under the witch umbrella is that it does continue on, you know, even when we're gone, it's going to continue. Even before we got here, it has continued. It's something that has continued. I mean, I want to say ancestors, but is there something even further back than that from like the first people, they had these concepts of the shifts of time and of the shifts in, in the, in astral astronomy and the ways that, you know, the days were shorter, the days were longer, how sunlight played a role in that, how the moon cycles played a role into that, and how it affected their bodies and their, the, the water around them. And the, and this is the moon, but like the sun affected growth and all of these things. And we, you know, developed this agricultural society. And so it's something that has continued on. It always continues. That wheel is, <laughs> I was about to uh, say big wheel keep on turning and bust into a beautiful rendition of Proud Mary for all of you, but I will save that for another day. But that wheel, that big wheel does keep on turning. You know, Tina Turner had a point and it does continue. And that's so gorgeous. And that's why we have these traditions that we can practice now in 2019 that come from old um, Celtic tradition, but also all kinds of cultures. You know, the witchcraft we practice especially, which falls under the eclectic umbrella, it just borrows so much from so many different things, but isn't it so amazing that all of these things have existed for so long and it continues and it will continue after we're gone and we'll make an impact on how it continues and 
you know, I hopefully am teaching y'all some stuff and y'all are teaching people stuff and teaching me, teaching back to me as well as <laughs> well, well, we'll and will have knocked me out. I've had to like cut a few out where I accidentally said will versus wheel because <laughs> I was confusing my words very badly. But it's so beautiful. It's just always going to continue. And it's it's wonderful that we get to be like spokes on this wheel for this time period. And we get to do it together. And we get to celebrate these festivals and these holidays as they're coming up. So for us, our next one is going... Okay, I did tell you what that one means. Okay, yeah, I, was just, I just had to take a mental note to make sure I told you what it meant. So for in the, the wheel or in our Witch Wiccan Sabbath calendar... The one that we have coming up next is going to be August 1st, <laughs> which is Lunasa. Lunasa. I'm saying it like when you click on, um, you know, like on Wikipedia and you're trying to get a word pronunciation, <laughs> pronounce it Lunasa. So that's going to be the next one for us. And that is going to be August 1st. Again, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and uh, February 1st in the Southern Hemisphere. So we have a little while till it gets here and we have something to look forward to. And we'll definitely, now that we've, Okay, so we're. I wanted today to talk about the eight sabbats and kind of see how much time that was going to take and if we would have time to go into each um, festival subsequently or each holiday. I think we will end up with an eight-hour episode if I try to do that because you see how much I talk. So I think perhaps it would be smarter to let this episode sit as being the sabbat episode, sabbat episode, and just, you know, Get in deep with these eight that we just all talked about collectively and kind of the brief synopsis that we've gone through and really familiarize ourselves with it over the next week. And then when we have our following episode, we can do a deep dive into each eight. And I think I can keep it. I think I can do all eight in one episode. You know what? Let's why put constrictions on it. We got nothing but time with each other. We have we can take our time. We're good. But yeah, Lunasa will be August 1st. So we'll definitely be com commemorating that when it comes around. We have to get through Mercury and Retrograde again, but nothing to worry about. It's going to be easy breezy peasy. Uh, and then after that, Modron will be our next one, which will be uh, September 21st. So we have a little time. Also, I wanted to mention that you may hear like a day difference between when these holidays are celebrated or these festivals are com commemorated. Um, that's because for, for some witches, they choose to start the holiday um, technically the day before at sundown and let it continue until sundown on the actual day. I, that's not the way I ever practice things, mostly because as a bad witch, I'm just like, not sure what day it is. And I'm never really prepared that far in advance, but sundown to sundown is definitely a way that's been carried through, carried through, through antiquity. And it's a way that a lot of witches practice it. Um, so that's, if that what's, if that is what works for you, awesome. If that's what you already do it. Amazing. I tend to, except for Sal, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because for us, Samhain, because it's October 31st and then my family celebrates Toussaint because it all bleeds together. I do, I do it that way. I start my, my celebration on Halloween and then it carries through. And then, you know, like kind of, they kind of carry different energies, and that doesn't mean to say you have to like stay up all night and dance in the forest and celebrate it that way. But like you can set out your altar the night before. You can like set your ritual the night before, set your intention the night before and, you know, go to sleep. It's okay. <laughs> and then continue throughout the next day. I'm definitely too old to be pulling all nighters at this point And I am allergic to coffee. So there's no help there. 
but yeah, I definitely do start now that I'm thinking about it, um, on Samhain, on Hall All Hallows Eve, and then continue on into Tucson the next day. But it is two different celebrations. One is very much the witchy side and, you know, cultivating power and giving thanks for the blessings of the harvest and all those things. And then the next day Tucson for us is giving honor to our ancestors. So it's not just honoring the magic, but it's honoring the people that you got the magic from. If you're also a hereditary witch and you practice, um, not just with your family, but your, your magic has come down, uh, patrilineal, patrilineally or matrilineally. And it's in your DNA. But I think for all of us, um, if you do happen to be a person that carries natural magic, it, it, well, I would say for a lot of us, it comes down through our DNA, but some people are just born magic baby. And some people can just make magic baby, even if they weren't necessarily born with it. So the point is we're all magical beings and we're all killing it, even though we're bad witches and it may take us a little longer to kill than everyone else, but nothing is wrong with that. All right. So, um, if you are in the Facebook group, I would love to hear how you celebrate each holiday, which holiday is your favorite, why you're drawn to particular ones. Um, green witches out there again, Beltane, Beltane, Baltin, all the ways you can pronounce it. Um, if that's the one that you're necessarily drawn to, tell me how you celebrate it. I would love to hear more. Um, in fact, if you want to email me at the podcast at gmail.com or, you know, get me on Twitter. I'm chow underscore Mickey or Instagram on chow Mickey. Uh, what am I on Facebook, Facebook, bad witch, Facebook group. Uh, tell me how you like to celebrate or tell me what is special to you about those holidays. And I'll put it into next week's episode. You know, it always it's fun to have other witch perspectives beyond my own. Like, and that's kind of across the board. If you ever want to submit something that you would want me to read on the podcast or, um, you know, any tips, any advice that you have about the way you do certain, I mean, it could be anything we've covered so far. We'll cover in the future, honestly. But if you have spells you'd like to share that you've written, if you have rituals that you've concocted yourself, if you have a recipe you'd like to share, if you happen to be a kitchen witch or a green witch, please email me. I would love to share that. Um, cause I know not everyone is in the Facebook group and we'll join it and that's totally fine, but it would be great if we could still communicate with each other through other ways and connect all together as a coven. Um, as much as I love just talking to you every week, trust me, it's my all time favorite thing. I would love to be able to bring in other people's voices a little bit too. Um, at some point we will figure out how to get guests on the podcast. <laughs> I gotta figure out Skype, not technologically inclined. I know you're not shocked at that revelation at all. But yeah, anything that you would ever want to share, just let me know when you email me. Um, cause I haven't ever shared anything. I don't believe. And with names, because you know, that's, it's personal and it's a conversation we're having personally, but just let me know, uh, you know, in the subject line, like, uh, cool, to, free to share, cool to share. And I will share it with the rest of the coven because that's how covens work. We're a community and it's not just me squawking away all the time. Although I do love to squawk, <laughs> but yeah, so those are our eight Sabbaths this week. Tell me about your favorite. And then we're going to really get into it deep next week. And we are going to try to get it down to one episode. If I have to go back to an hour and a half, so be it. Anything for my baddies. Okay. I love you all so much. Your homework again, because we talked about Pele extensively this episode is to make a list of your priorities and to make an assessment of how you're using your time and let's do a real world list and then a witch world list and just so we're all kind of committed together to making sure that we're working towards our passion and putting ourselves at some some kind of a priority no matter what the circumstance you know we got to put ourselves first even as hard as that can be because we all deal with so many different circumstances so yeah that's your homework this week pele 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 listen to our message again write it down if you need to she has wise wide wise 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 I'm saying the same word why can I not say it twice wise words for all of us and um 
you know, she really spoke to me. And I knew that there was someone in the deck that was kind of screaming to get out because they had something to say. And turns out it was Pele, one of my absolute favorites and one that offers us tremendous action and tremendous advice. So let's all take it. And um, did I already say this? If I'm repeating myself, just to know me is to love me. But <laughs> um, I think it might be a good idea because we did just you know, the, the opening of going into all of these festivals, holidays, that if you want to write them all, this isn't homework, this is just if you would like to kind of take notes next week, because I know some of you really do like to take notes, which is amazing, you're a better student than I ever was, I would take the eight Sabbaths, and I would just write the name, write the dates, and you know, whatever you picked out of what I've shared so far about them, if you want to say, okay, well, I know Salah means first frost, I mean, I know Modron means mother, I know Ostara is, um, is this Teutonic, there you go. I think I finally said it right. Goddess. You would just want to make your own little notations. And I would leave, you know, just a little blank space. And then when we talk about it in depth next week, and we go through all of them. I would just put my notes there. So it's not necessarily your homework assignment, but it's like a nice little template that you could make if you want to take notes. Totally up to you. I'm, I told you before, I have to like write stuff down or it's gone forever. It is floated off into the ether, never to be seen again. <laughs> but some of you probably have better memories than I do. So you don't need to write anything down. But if you want to, I think that would be like a really nice template to make for yourself. And it'd be easier to refer back to when you're ready to take notes, if that's your thing. And oh my goodness, I almost forgot. <laughs> we have to do our crystal of the week. Where is my mind right now? Y'all, it's, I'm just, you know what? I don't, blah, blah, blah. let me know if you felt this too. Did it seem like the last week flew by? Like, I always try to record Bad Witch a couple of days before Wednesday. Just, you know, I don't want to rush it. I don't want to feel like I'm not giving out everything that I want to give out in that week's episode because I'm like, oh, shit, it's 10 p.m. on Tuesday night. But I swear I didn't realize it was Tuesday Yeah, Like, this is going to come out tonight. <laughs> you know, it's going to come out at midnight. Did this week absolutely fly by for you? Let me know if that was just me or if y'all were feeling it too. Like, usually I feel like there's such a long gap between a record. I'm like, dang, is it time to record yet? Like, I don't know. This is taking for a really long time and I, I want to, you know, do something new. But this week I was like, oh, I got to record. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's still very early Tuesday, so I'm doing okay. But did anyone else just feel it fly by? I wonder if that is some kind of adjustment we're going through with all the energy that's in the air right now is just that things are moving at a more rapid pace. And maybe because we do have all this sunlight, it just, it's throwing off my concept of time. Just like when we have so much darkness, it throws off my concept of time. You know, when it's pitch dark at 3.30 PM and you're like, where am I? Where am I? What do I believe in? Am I still here? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if that was just me, but let me know if it wasn't. Anyway, so we have to wear crystal of the week. Of course, we would be remiss to not talk about a crystal. We have to do it every week. So this week, um, because we're just talking about the Sabbaths and there's no particular uh, event, like a particular astrological event or, or witchy event that we need to line up with, I thought let's just do one that is an all-around good stone to have. And since I'm coming off a two-week on-off illness and Mama Donna is coming off being just battered and bloodied yesterday, I thought that it would be a good time to do Bloodstone. Um, it's one that's actually come up a lot, but I don't know. I never really felt like the right time to talk about it, but this week it's really hitting me strong <laughs> because it deals with health, <laughs> particularly the blood. And we could all use a little help there. I think it's always something good to have because you know what? This, if nothing else, this week have taught me, the last three weeks have taught me overall, but especially yesterday, that anything can happen. 
And just like I would have a Band-Aid, or let me not say Band-Aid, that's a brand name. Just like I would have an adhesive bandage or um, an antibiotic topical gel to put on, I should have healing stones and salts and, and you know, water at my disposal <laughs> just as much. Because, I, you know, I really do think, like I said, the magic is helping my mom heal. The magic helps me heal. I totally, absolutely believe in that. Medicine is amazing. Um, you know, again, flu shot, amazing, wonderful. These are gifts that we have been given. But a little magic, a little honey, a little, a little sea salt never hurt anyone. In fact, it helps a lot of people. And it's stuff that we have been able to rely on for such a long time. So Bloodstone is a jasper. If you've never seen it before, it can be very, very dark. Like some... The ones that I was more familiar with almost look bloodied. Like they have a deep, rich kind of green color that's flecked with red and oranges and like a little bit of yellow and gold. But I've seen them so dark that it almost, I mean, I hope this isn't, I hope this isn't gross, but it almost reminds me of like a blood clot. It's so deep and, and murky and like a beautiful sense. I know people use the word murky to describe something that's like not the best quality, but I think murky is kind of beautiful and it's just this deep green earthy red color. So yeah, it is a Jasper, but if you are, if you have seen it in other forms, you have probably seen it with like a deep green and then it's flecked with like reds and golds and yellows to some extent. It looks, it almost looks like a cross section of the earth where, or if you're looking down at like a ravine in a Canyon where you have the Brown reddish kind of clay, dirt on one side and then you have this blue green water that sweeps through that's kind of what it reminds me of so it's not necessarily striations like you have an amalekite where it's just like the green and the white repeating each other or repeating itself it's yeah it almost looks like earth if you do a, a cross-section of earth and you looked at like a canyon with water flowing through it I don't know why I'm giving such a detailed <laughs> like you can just go to your store and be like hey where's the bloodstone so much easier so it represents the purity of blood. Um, it's connected to life, to birth, to vitality. It is a stone for health. It, so when you say vitality, it's like, yes, being alive, but it's also like the strength of life. Vitality, you, you know, when you ever used to watch, um, I think maybe in True Blood, but I know in like different vampire lore and stories and uh, like drag, versions of Dracula, they would talk about like that kind of like blood vitality and how it is connected to the blood and kind of the concept of like having the humors back in medieval time. We won't go into all that, but <laughs> I always thought the humor thing was kind of interesting and how they would like let your blood out and your blood could be poisoned. It has to be replaced with new blood, all of those things. So yeah, it kind of relates to that concept of vitality and the vitality being in the blood and this red pulsating the veins in your body kind of thing. So it is a very, it's a very powerful stone because it deals with blood and vitality and your, I mean, blood is, literally such a valuable thing not I mean valuable to other people that are in need of it valuable because it it keeps us alive <laughs> you know it's it, it courses through our body it makes up so much of us like it's such a valuable thing and so the bloodstone is very valuable and strong and potent stone because it directly correlates to that in fact the origin myth for bloodstone is there's a couple of versions but it deals with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the belief is like the blood that fell from his body when it hit the ground it turned to stone and that became bloodstone or the blood that came from this I don't know how well you know you know the crucifixion uh kind of gruesome details it's a very very gruesome thing um and there was a spear that was put into his side 
and the blood that fell from that fell onto green jasper that was at his feet and that became the green the bloodstone became a variety of that jasper so again that's like so heavy you know like i mean it's heavy in the sense we're talking about that kind of heavy crucifixion and death which is torture and terrible but it's also just so maybe heavy is not the right word but it's so powerful and strong you know like there's just so much to be said about again that concept of vitality and blood and how much it contributes to just overall life so the bloodstone isn't just for health it also is a talisman for long life and for a good life and it, it is good life in the sense of like being healthy. I mean, that's like the number one thing we can hope for ourselves and for our loved ones is that we have long, healthy lives, you know, but it's also a good life in the sense of it brings fortune. It brings good luck. It brings kind of respect and, and a, a, a status status to the, that's why I stopped for a second. I can't remember which right way to say it to the person in possession of it. It's all around just oh, so powerful. I mean, that's why it has a name like bloodstone. Doesn't it just invokes a feeling in you like, all right, okay, Bloodstone, I see you out there doing the damn thing. It's also a stone for mental clarity, a stone for resolution, a stone for protection against harsh words or harsh actions. So any kinds of threats or bullying or harassment, it's a great talisman to have on you. Um, it's also helps with misunderstandings and difficulties. Hello, Mercury retrogrades coming up July 8th might be a good stone to get in time for that. Because again, it helps with clarity. So in communication, that's really important. Mercury rules uh, communication can't be said enough. And also because it can protect against any, any negativity in the form of like threats or harassment or bullying or anything that might come out of a bad communication. Miscommunication always is kind of the root of those kinds of things you know, at, at all kinds of level of, um, all kinds of levels of relationships with people, whether it be like a work thing or a, a romantic relationship or a familial thing or with your friends or just an acquaintance that you have to communicate with, like it just goes haywire. So if we don't have, if we don't have the miscommunication, if we have the clarity, then we're able to already bypass like the more severe stage it can get to. And if it does get to that more severe stage, bam, at least you still have your bloodstone protect you because, um, I th I've talked about this before, but we can't just be letting people talk to us any kind of way out here. That's not how it's going to work. <laughs> um, oh, and so also it's a really good stone for people that are trying to up their agility, their stamina, um, just kind of increase your feelings of wellness and well-being because it is, again, about that vitality. It's about the blood coursing through your veins. It, it's like a natural... Uh, the best natural stimulant you can get having it around you invigorates you quite literally. So it is an all around stone. It's a protector. It's a healer. It's for health. It's for long life. It's for good fortune. It's to protect you from harsh harshness in many ways. It's to bring clarity. <clears throat> there goes my voice again. And all of these beautiful things. So yes, I would recommend the bloodstone. I'm going to go get one and just put it on top of my mom's face. <laughs> and that she heals even faster um yeah so that is our crystal of the week golly i i almost missed it y'all got it listen i don't know someone's gonna send me a text and be like mickey you're about to record i heard you're about to record do the crystal girl because <laughs> it's so important ay yeah yeah okay so we have your eight sabbaths go over them talk to me about them we will be doing our deep dive into all of them next week hopefully we can fit it all in one episode um, I just want to say thank you again for all of your well wishes for my health, especially for Mama Donna. She is really on the mend, and that means so much to me that you all took time to send her some energy. Um, the Facebook group is the best thing ever. I just don't know 
how we ended up all finding each other, but what a freaking blessing. You know, we always say we deserve good. I deserve good. You deserve good. We deserve good. And I honestly think even outside of the Facebook group, I think that we have all found each other at whatever stage, you know, you are with your witchcraft or you are with listening to this or, you know, if this might, this could be your very first episode. Hi, welcome. So happy to have you. I think that part of the good that we deserve that we talk about every week and we try to affirm for ourselves is that we all found each other because so many of you, even though I've only gotten to talk to you over the internet, you know, not that I haven't made many friends over the internet and boyfriends. So I don't know why I'm acting like that's a strange thing in 2019, but you have all been part of the good that I deserve. I never, oh, I don't want to get emotional. I never knew that I could find so many like people. And here you all are. Like, what a tremendous blessing that is. Okay, I'm going to start crying because I love you all so much. Now, I'm a Pisces, so I'm a crybaby, but also I hate crying, as we know. But I just wanted to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being there for each other. The Facebook group is literally on and popping. Y'all support each other so much. You're always sharing stuff in there. I get my life every day. I wake up, you know, I sleep late and I wake up and there will be like, 10 new notifications and y'all are all killing it all the time. I'm so proud of you. You all deserve good. I hope we can all continue to be the good for each other. Um, Facebook search bad witch. There is a question to answer. Um, you know what? I'm going to tell you the answer real quick. I said, I wasn't going to make this an hour and a half and here we are. Um, so the question is what movie is referenced in this podcast almost every week? And the answer is the craft. Someone wrote the craft and flubber. It killed me. I, I laughed about it probably for five days. Like I kept thinking about it and being like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but <laughs> even though it's that's such a good answer. Uh, yeah, but the answer is the craft. And I, I wanted to make a note of saying it one, because please answer the question. So I know you actually listen, but two, um, apparently they're remaking the craft and we'll talk about it more later, but I just want to say from the bottom of my witch heart, if they mess it up, I'm getting on my broom, I'm flying the hedge <laughs> and I'm going back to Hollywood because I'm getting everybody together. Like they, if they, you can't improve perfection. How dare they? I don't know. Someone needs to hire me to be a consultant and we need to get like a bad witch title credit or something. <laughs> anyway, so that is the answer to the question. Um, cause I know some of you, I know not everyone's going to go to the very beginning. Totally up to you. Okay. I love you so much. Bad witch Facebook group, the web, bad witch, the bad witch podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up literally anytime. You can talk to me about anything. There is nothing to TMI for me. I've seen it all baby. And, um, bad witch. Nope. Ah, I do that every time. Patreon.com slash bad witch. If you want to come join Patreon, um, we start at a dollar level and that is for shout outs, which I do every week. <laughs> I'm only supposed to do them every month. I think I do them every week. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, and readings and witch mail and bonus episodes, all that really fun stuff. So if you're interested, um, it charges you once a month. Uh, and actually if you join in like the middle of the month, I have mine set up that it still doesn't charge you until the first of the month. Cause I just don't, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to be like chart. If you want to join, you know, June 26, like tomorrow, I don't think it's fair to get charged on June 26 and then get charged on July 1st. Oh my God. Is it almost July? What the heck? I don't think that's fair. So mine's set up just once a month. So if you've been thinking about it, come through. Um, and if you are on it, come get your reading if you want to in the next four days. If not, just let me know if you want to roll it over. Absolutely no problem. Okay, I love you all so much. I'm literally still teary-eyed just thinking about how like lucky we are to have each other. Holy moly, how did this happen? We're like, what a freaking witch, witchy blessing that we all have. And we all deserve it. We all deserve each other. And just 
thank you so much for being good to each other. And thank you so much for being welcoming to each other. And I hope that we can continue on in that vein and just keep good energy. Everybody go get your bloodstone. I want you all to live long, <coughs> long, beautiful, vivacious lives so we can all do this witching thing for a really, really long time together. Okay, do your homework. Get your bloodstone. I love you so much. I will talk to you next week. Blessed be and goodbye. Will your child be ready for kindergarten? At Chesterbrook Academy Preschool, the answer is yes. Our curriculum offers the perfect balance of learning and play. Our teachers personalize that experience for each child through engaging activities that develop the skills they need to be ready for what comes next. Attend a Chesterbrook Academy open house on Saturday, January 25th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. To find a preschool near you, click the banner or visit chesterbrookacademy.com. That's chesterbrookacademy.com.